This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovic. I love Billy. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Happy Monday to everybody out there. This is On the Block here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're sponsored by the Mercado. Uh, so uh, always excited to have them on board. I'm Jake Bakovan. He is Eric Strickland, the Husker Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet. And I know, Strick, uh, I don't know how much of the Masters you got to watch uh, this past weekend, but I know you did some golfing of your own. So uh, how, was, how was the golfing? How was the greens this weekend? Uh, yeah, they were actually rolling pretty true. It was uh, it was a good little round. It was it was like a charity event um, for a foundation out here. Uh, played in it a couple times. Just it was good that I had my dad be able to come and and just play with me. Played with a a good group uh, actually. Uh, the president, um, the the regional president of uh, Volvic uh, Golf Golf Balls and, and and so forth. It was awesome, man. They they were really good, great great group of guys. So it was fun. Uh, the weather started off pretty chilly, but then it ended up becoming really, really nice, a little breezy. Um, hit the ball pretty good, being that I hadn't, you know, played consistently for a while. So I was yeah. pretty surprised by that. But I did get a chance to watch some of the uh, tournament as well. And, and Scheffler did a wonderful job, man. Just, just kept plugging along. I mean, it's the reason why he's, you know, top ranked in in golf right now. He he showed and proved and. He's the most consistent of everybody, sticking sticking greens and making putts and, you know, scrambling when he had to and just preserved and uh, did a wonderful job, winning pretty handily. Yeah, it was it was a dominating performance from him over the weekend. Uh, so kind of kind of cool to see that uh, not so dominating uh, performance from Nebraska baseball over the weekend. So maybe we'll get get to that here in a little bit. Uh, but of course, it was a fun weekend also for the spring game as Nebraska uh, had fifty five thousand plus in attendance to watch Nebraska's offense against the defense. Of course, this year it was uh, set up that way instead of the traditional two teams because of uh, being some thin in some areas like defensive line. Uh, most importantly, and tight end as well. Um, what did you think of the spring game as, as you watch back on it? A lot of, some people, uh, a lot of mixed feelings, usually as, as usual, coming out of the spring game um, on, on what to make of it. Yeah, you were able to kind of get a, a feeling of some things. I think uh, early on the defense played pretty well. I mean, they, they, were, they were pretty solid early on. I thought you saw the poise, and, and you definitely can, can realize why Casey Thompson is in the, the place that he was. He made a couple of uh, phenomenal throws um, that will show you that he has great, great touch and uh, can make make the throws that are necessary. Uh, you didn't get to see a lot of them, and and uh, that's understandable, especially in a game like this. You 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 know kind of who he is, and you got to see that and why he has a command of, of what he's doing there. I think um, I think the the touch the touch part of it for me early on. I understand why you have a lot of injuries and you're trying to minimize that. But uh, when you're seeing those first two units, you know, get after each other, 
in the first half and you're not able to really see how uh, they're going to be clacking a little bit. Um, that was a, something that uh, I didn't find too intriguing. Right. <laughs> but um, but uh, other than that, I, I, I think you got to see some great things out of Anthony Grant. Um, just great reads and, and cutback ability and, and, and his stop and go and being able to get to a, a top speed pretty quickly. That was that was uh, very relevant in what he did uh, out there. You didn't get to see uh, Jacques Jean. Uh, do what he does. He's a bruising type of back and and he's a guy that hits holes and and makes people miss and kind of gets those extra yards. But for them to be able to average about five yards a carry, that that was pretty good. That means that the line is is, is making some contact and doing well. But then uh, I thought you saw some good things by uh, the polar bear and, and, and Nutchmaker who, who did some solid things inside, just, you know, taking up on blocks. And, uh, you know, for the most part, that part of it kind of fell off. You you can see uh, the need for depth uh, at the D line position because in the second half, you know, holes just opened up like crazy. Um, I don't know if it was weariness, maybe tired, uh, but that that was a part that I thought was was missing. Um, and 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 also you got to see Garrett Nelson. Um, you know, the rush ins did a pretty good job. I, I think across the board they did, you know, uh, Gunnarsson and, and Caleb and, yeah. and, um, um, Butler looked pretty good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Jamari Butler. Yeah. They all look pretty solid. Um, you know, obviously they didn't get to go up against the top tier of the, but it, it did help the tackles. I thought the way that they rushed to help the tackles. I, I, I love that Jabari Butler had, I mean, Jamari, uh, Jamari Butler had, uh, great uh, abilities to get off the block and and to be able to bull rush and then speed rush. He had a, a good combination of of rush technique and and I found that to be good. Um, also with um, uh, Nelson Garrett Nelson that he was able to be you you can tell that he grew. Um, his technique was a lot better than what I'd seen in the past. Uh, his motor has always been there and, and it, it's definitely going to provide something for him. Uh, going down the road. And so, you know, I, I think with um, O'Shawn Mathis being there, being able to see kind of how that that, that worked off the edge and, and hopefully it'll be able to bring some more uh, depth to that position and, and quality rush into that position as well. The linebackers did their thing. I thought the DBs did their thing early on. That was good. That was good to see that. Uh, I, I think across the board, the DBs did pretty solid, uh, even at the safety position. Um, so yeah, I, I, I thought you got to see some things. I, I, I definitely think that the, the defense got the better half early on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that something that was very disappointing is just, he, I, I think he may be falling down the, the depth chart a little bit, um, after that performance. And that was out of, um, um, oh shoot. The quarterback? The quarterback. Yeah. Logan yeah. Smothers. Lo- yeah. Logan yeah. Smothers. Yeah. Logan Smothers. I think. Uh, maybe he's falling down a little bit. Yeah, and, uh, and, and part of that play very well. Part of that is is Purdy looked pretty good, and you know he's only got limited time. Um, that's going to be fascinating to follow that battle, basically for number two, because I think what, yeah, it's a battle for number two. Yeah, because what you saw too was a very much protection of Casey Thompson, and they do that with their starters. I mean, if they had an idea of of a of a battle going on, um, maybe that you know maybe you would see a little bit more Casey Thompson, or you know want to want to prove it out there. But you know, there's a lot of tape on the guy. He started uh, a whole season 
in the Big 12, um, you know, injured here and there, and Hudson Card filled in for him at times. But, um, you know, you kind of know what you got out of Casey Thompson. So they didn't uh, press him too much. Um, I think some people were a little bit disappointed in that, would have wanted to see a little bit more out of him. Uh, and it, and it kind of leads to the, the larger discussion here is do you feel like there should be more of an element, especially in, in, a, in a game like this, of entertainment rather than productivity um, because you're still having 55,000 on an off year, by the way. And I guess the, the, the actual attendance was 54,357. So I rounded up even though in math class, you're not, not taught to. So we'll round down 54,000 people um, uh, show up to this game. And I think the, a big takeaway was as it was always with the spring game is um, maybe you hope to see a little bit more than what you end up seeing. And that's, that's fine. But um, we were kind of thinking just maybe you could do a little bit more as far as the entertainment aspect, because this is for the fans. Now it is one of your practices, you, you know, you, you, technically could just not have the spring game and get another practice and maybe you'd get more out of it than not. But I feel like this is a, a huge opportunity to put your fan base on a pedestal because Nebraska fans deserve it, especially coming off a three and nine season and providing a little bit more of an entertainment element. We we're kind of talking about different ideas. Um, you know, and part of it's just not having to get to see Casey Thompson. A lot of people bought those tickets to go see what Casey Thompson could do uh, and didn't really get a much of a look at it. So whether it's, you know, dream the quarter breaks, have 40 yard dashes or tire throws or, uh, you know, quick seven on seven uh, for a few minutes, um, just something entertainment. We had some ideas off the text line of having a uh, Herbie Husker, or a little red and sit in the end zone and uh, see who can hit him from the farthest out, you know, start about, 30 yards or whatever, and, and just you go back or try to hit him from the 50-yard line, whatever it would be. Um, I think that they could lean into it a little bit more. Uh, it, it's always hard because it depends on just your view of the spring game and what that's supposed to be. Because I know other fans would hate, would not like that. They want to see more of a game, and that's what they purchased their ticket for. Um, but I think that there that there should be a little bit more of an element of entertainment um, that they strive to do, and and they've done it in the past here at, at spots. And I I just like to see that become more of it because I think the spring game should be um, more celebrated and more than anything just uh, and just to to remind people to bring those recruits in to to get the nation's lead and attend it's in a spring game and, and to show off your fan base more than anything. Yeah, I think, I think you could do something like that. I don't really have ideas. Maybe you do. And, and again, if you do 402, 464, 5685, what, what are some of the things that you think that the Husker faithful would like to see at a, at a spring game that would throw it up? I mean, shoot. I mean, maybe at halftime you throw a mini concert or, or, yeah. Or just 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 something, just like you said, just to. I don't even think. <laughs> I don't even think we went down and did the dare program. Usually, you go down uh, and uh, say you're not going to do drugs as kids for uh, the dare program. I, I don't know if that's still around. I don't know what happened, but that was my yeah, spring yeah, game memory as a put kid. Some kids out there, yeah. yeah, yeah, do something, some, something, yeah, yeah. I just don't know exactly what, but yeah, it it it, uh, it can become very uneventful if you if you just kind of just have a, a basically regulated practice, but. And yeah. that's what it definitely seemed like. It, you know, it didn't seem very enter, entertaining, so to speak. Right. You got to see some things, and you got to see some guys get some work in. But yeah, other than that, I mean, I, I think I think some key points to look at is that, like, um, I think I think don't don't write off Ramir Johnson. Uh, I, I, that's something that I would I would say you know don't do is yeah. Um, he he he's still very capable. He ran still pretty hard. I I I liked what I got a chance to see out of Masker. Um, I, I actually think Maskers and even Harburg, um, Harburg, I think they, 
they uh, they showed me a few things. Harbor's definitely got a big arm. He he fits the mold. He looks he looks the part. He's definitely um, you know the type of quarterback uh, that they're looking for. You yeah. know that type of prototype look. But um, other than that, um, it, it it could have been very uneventful for me. But it it was worthy to see some of the stuff that was going on. Another part that I think. Uh, to take a look at. Uh, I, I think Bushini is going to be okay. I mean, he definitely bombed a couple. He had a couple over 60 yards in punts, and then he had like a 14-yarder and, you know, a couple bad ones and averaged at about 42 um, yards. But but here's the thing. I, I think it was good to have him out front in a, in a scale that's not just typical practice, I, you know, to put him out front in that situation. I think he'll iron those things out. And then something that else was disappointing was the kicking game again. I, I didn't see anything in the kicking game, uh, you know, miss, miss field goal. And, you know, that, that looked very reminiscent of what we saw last year, some of that. So that definitely needs to be worked out. Um, but the offensive line, I think they got some good work. I, I mean, they you, you saw there was a little bit of movement there. They, they were doing some good things. Uh, so there's some, there's some potential in those areas. So, um, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll see it continue to get better, but we, we don't know for sure until, you know, it gets closer to that time you get in the fall, you get everybody in and then you, you have a better look. Yeah. And I, I do think Grant showed enough again. I don't know. He may, might've been touched. So might've been down on his big run, but he did, you know, the breakout speed and, and to get to the outside and run down the sideline. Um, you know, that was, that was nice. That was probably the, the play of the day as, as far as, uh, uh, maybe newcomers or guys that you you wanted to see something out of. Um, and you just got to think, if that offensive line can get going, um, they do have the pieces in play to have a pretty good offense, uh, along with Jacquez Yant, who was somewhat narrowed by or, or limited by the game yeah. being, you know, just kind of a bump him and he's down type of thing because and he's going to run through you. That's what he brings to the table. Um, and so I he looked good, though. He did look I mean, good for what he, he was doing. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah, as far as you know, look real good. finding looked, the holes. He and... looked like the part. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah, you can tell he lost some weight, so he definitely he looked good. And that's what I think is, is maybe more encouraging than anything from this game um, is that that your top two running backs that you did expect again. It's tough to say with the fact that they didn't play against tackling football, so there's always that. But I think they looked the part, is like what you're saying. Uh, you know, as far as you know, kind of finding the holes and, and, and evading the tackles when they could, or the bumps uh, in this case. Yeah. And uh, and so I, I mean, I think that they could put a pretty good thing together there. Again, it's going to rely on that offensive line, which has been a problem or and problematic over the last several years. Though I will say this. Uh, Nebraska's was one of the top rushing offenses in the Big Ten last year. I know uh, that it's been that case too, where we we kind of complain about it, but and in a lot of it's because it's the quarterback doing the damage in the run game, uh, and that could be frustrating because at, at points he's he's almost doing it in spite of the offensive line to get away from uh, the pressure that's there. Um, but still. If they can get that run game going, I think as your base, as your starting point, um, and then play off of that, that's kind of what I want to see this year, more so than just kind of spreading the ball and nobody knows where the ball is coming from right when the Scott Frost offense is. Whipple says he's going to use his best players and the strength of the offense um, and, and build off of that. And uh, I think that could be the running backs this year. We'll have to see. Of course, didn't see too much from Trey Palmer uh, in this yeah. game either. Uh, Frau from Lincoln says, let's have a boxing match between former coaches during every spring game that would definitely draw some eyes i think i'd be interested in that um i was just kind of thinking too and i don't know if you this would probably have to be 
ideal weather situations would be like my only hold up here and there's other things that come across but I know the, 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 we've talked for, for a long time about getting Terrence Crawford back to Lincoln in Memorial Stadium. Some people think that that could be an event, but it would be hard to get 90,000 people there. I think if you match that with a Husker game, maybe it's a, not maybe the most exciting one, or maybe it is. You know, Maybe kind of pair that. You could be the talk of the boxing world and college football for a day if you get Terrence Crawford in there, especially if you try, try to some way sell to Errol Spence. If you got that matchup in there, I think you'd get 90,000 people ready after a Husker game. See, and that's the problem. I mean, Errol Spence is he—he's very um, homey as far as the way that he likes to do his business. He—he he likes to bring it home to Dallas and, mm. and and bring the fans out. So he would be saying, "Bump Memorial Stadium." Now let's do it in AT and T Stadium. But is he going to get the? That's the problem. So Are you going to get ninety thousand people? See, that's the thing. I don't know. And and that's the crazy thing about it is that. But that's that's why this fight hasn't happened right now because you've got one party. That's that's the thing about matching fights up. I mean, you got one party want one thing, another party yeah. then. So you've got to figure out the venue and the location, and then the gate, who's getting what, what what the balance of the money is. You know what I mean? So all of those things. Well, I'm the undisputed. Well, I'm the undisputed, and so there, there's <laughs> there's all these types of battles that go on behind the scenes that is the why fights don't get matched up. So yeah, that's the crazy thing. Somebody ends up having to give up something. Yeah, I just I just think maybe I don't, I don't know if you, otherwise you're going to get 90,000 people, but if you, they're already in town and, you know, you also get the boxing crowd that would come in, I think that would be kind of cool. It might be an dis absolute disaster as far as trying to plan that out for people. Um, but uh, just an idea I thought I'd throw out yeah. there um, as yeah. we're trying to get people into the stadium. Um, let's take a quick break. We do have Steve Sipple of the Lincoln Journal Star in early break around the corner to help us break down this game. Uh, uh, the spring game uh, maybe can give us a, a little bit more thoughts on, on kind of what happened there what how he saw the game and what the huskers look like moving forward we'll talk about that next year with steve sipple the lincoln journal star on on the block